Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. Good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, jumping on some last-minute podcasting because so much is going on these days around the the corona pandemic, COVID-19, all the other different descriptions that they call it these days. Uh, but long story short, I'm excited to bring on a local entrepreneur, and I want to give him some real-time exposure here in the Facebook Live world because he's doing some stuff like a lot of other amazing, innovative businesses have decided to do. He might know a little bit about some alcohol, some boozy, some spirits, <laughs> and he's uh, he's based in where I used to live, right next door to the city of Allentown in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, also known as Christmas City. And there's your little hint. He is the co-founder of Christmas City Spirits and uh, connected to a lot of places I eat to. And also, we might have done a little backpacking in a military-style thing called go-rucking. Without further ado, Brett Big Sir, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been fun. We've been Facebook messaging since this morning trying to figure out when's the right time to do this. And I guess you literally just got back from doing deliveries. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, trying to get our, our product out there. The state hasn't shut us down yet as far as uh, deliveries. I, I doubt beverage manufacturers are going to get shut down given the efforts that are being made from, you know, one, a food aspect, but two, uh, um, a lot of distilleries are switching over to sanitizer production. And uh, if you shut the beverage manufacturers down, uh, they can't supply that to anyone. So, you know, there's there's an all all-out effort by the Pennsylvania Distillers Guild to supply as much as we can. The state actually came in and uh, asked for about 100,000 gallons of hand sanitizer. Oh, is so that all? We're, uh, <laughs> that's all, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it unfortunately takes a while to make ethanol. So we're, we're uh, ramping up production, getting some mutant yeast in and everything else to... Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to screen share here from one of your social feeds. Uh are you guys literally using Lowe's buckets? Yeah, that, that's that's where we're at with uh, supply it. chain. Trying to get uh, bottles is next to impossible. We, we did find one source, uh, and we're probably lucky with timing as far as getting some small bottles. So hopefully we'll have those next week. But all, all the bottling companies right now, you know, they're, they're sold out and it's being delivered, uh, you know, hopefully – to distilleries, other distilleries out there that are that are packaging this stuff because uh, we need it. So, so let, let's you know, pause we, on that. I mean, I was blown away when I obviously I think I think Eight Oaks got blown up first locally. So shout out to another you yeah. know uh, feller. Technically, I guess they're considered competitors, but right now you guys are like teamwork makes a dream work. I'm sure you guys are across businesses or sharing best practices because they're doing the same thing that you're doing, right? Shutting down normal. Yeah, no, nobody's a competitor right, right now. Right. I mean, right. we're we're all in this together. It's a uh, it's a group effort. Uh, you know, we, we kind of look at it as, a, you know, being in war and we're supplying the bullets. So yeah. You know, and the crazy thing is where did this all come down from? Did it come from the guild or was it just one of you guys figured out like, wait a minute, dude, we have all this distillation equipment. We could be helping. It was pretty much that. I mean, seeing some of the news stores and distilleries, uh, tr transitioning from beverage production to ethanol for sanitizer uh, you know, just got us talking a little bit. And last week we were, we were actually talking about, uh, our distiller and, uh, you know, we're, we're big fans of history at, at Christmas city spirits. And we were talking about how his grandmother, who was a nurse in the coal regions during the Spanish flu pandemic, 
Uh, she used to soak her mask in her own rye whiskey that she would make. I so, thought I saw that posted somewhere, and I was like, yeah. oh, really? Okay. Which was really kind of cool. We, we, do, we do not uh, – <laughs> we're, we're telling people that that is probably not a good way to uh, sanitize uh, anything. Yes, thank you for clarifying. Know how that stuff works, so – you're free to do it if you want, but we're not purporting it well, <laughs> at I would, all. Well, I mean, you guys are basically saying, hey, let's let's obviously try and track down raw ingredients. We can't even do this, but obviously let's right. let's produce a product that, you know, if the medical profession approves it, great. Let's get them the raw supply. Let's make it happen. I actually here, I'll screen yep. share again. I saw uh, St. Luke's, uh, one of our local hospital networks gave you the shout out. There you guys are on their page, St. Luke's University Health yep. Network. So- and so let, let's pause on the raw ingredient factor. Uh, you just taught me something because I'm going to reach out to this guy for you, Dr. Mike Haley down in Florida, because he's got his own aloe company. And you were telling me that you guys could actually distill raw aloe from plants into this. Uh, aloe is an, an addition to the ethanol. So okay. when you have pure ethanol and you rub it on your hands, it's going to evaporate very quickly and it changes the efficacy of the hand sanitizer. So you need an emollient in there to help the alcohol bind to the skin for a little bit longer. Okay. And so aloe, glycerol, glycerin, propylene, glycol. Um, thank God for Amazon because I got five <laughs> gallons of uh, glycol sitting at the end of the, the island there. You, um, you Amazon glycol. I love it. That's commitment. Yeah, man. we're we're doing whatever we we can. You know, we we called around a tractor supply and, and everyone else, and uh, it's pretty sold out. So we're we're looking for any kind of product that we can turn into sanitizer for when we get our next batch of ethanol ready. And uh, you know, we went out, we bought a thousand pounds of sugar at the restaurant store uh, two days ago. Our distiller got it made into a wash and is adding some yeast to it. So we got to wait till that ferments and then we got to stick it in the still and probably distill it two times, maybe three to get up to the required proof that we need, which is very high. It's almost pure ethanol at about 196. Uh, so wow. you're talking, uh, you know, really high grade stuff. You could literally run your car on. <laughs> I, I was going to say, and also I think the first batch didn't have a, a nice rum, sent to it uh because yeah, you just you had just, just finished distilling we, rum <laughs> we literally took what we were making to make beverages so we, we have some vodka in there we've probably got some corn whiskey in there uh we've got a good amount of molasses based rum so the the sanitizer we sent over to st luke's has has a kind of a coffee molassesy smell to it uh just as a function of uh being made from molasses so uh yeah it's it's uh got a little, little little smell to it it's not unpleasant but uh i don't think people are going to care right now fragrance. yeah i really don't it's it'll be effective and do what it needs to do uh, so I, i'm intrigued because obviously um eight oaks they luckily somehow tracked down some bottles so when they were doing their first releases they were actually able to box it and case it and get it to the donate they were donating it obviously to organizations like you are and um but obviously you guys went for the large volume right that's the scope do the hospitals tell you how they're going to be able to use it that way? Do they have a dispensing process or are they refilling old dispensers? So, or? so my, my wife works for St. Luke's. Uh, oh. She's actually in the process of coordinating uh, people to sew masks right now. Wow. Uh, but uh, she's been on in some high level meetings at, at St. Luke's and one of the doctors basically uh, asked, you know, could we get some sanitizer from, from your husband's business? And, we said, sure, we're, we're working on that right now. And uh, 
we said we, we don't have bottles, but we could probably get it to you in some kind of bulk system. And he said, however you can get it to us is great. I'm not sure how they're dispensing it. Um, maybe they have some some other means of filling dispensers, but uh, you know, it was <laughs> we, we were joking uh, with Dr. Burka who who uh, received the the hand sanitizer for me. We were literally passing blue pails of labeled hand sanitizer between my pickup bed and and his trunk. So <laughs> it was a very moonshiner style. Oh, I'm gonna, uh, actually, I got to do that but, again because yeah, here's a screen share. There's the back of your truck. <laughs> yeah. There's the big old buckets. I mean, it's I gotta yeah. say, man, this is this is why I'm an advocate. Like this show, we talk about fueling your health, business, and lifestyle. All of this is applying right now, right? This is why people like you and I are advocates for health and fitness and keeping that healthy lifestyle. But then the business component here, I love the innovation, man. You guys are like, listen, if we can't get bottles, let's go large volume and we'll go door to door truck style to the hospital to deliver it. So, right. That's what, that's what we're doing. Uh, I found, you know, some small little balls at the restaurant store yesterday to hand out to the colonial regional police and the, uh, Hanover volunteer fire company who are our local fire department as well. So, you know, hopefully we'll have 3000 small bottles, uh, next week, which should, uh, be about a hundred gallons worth of hand sanitizer once we get said and said and done. But, well, and the other uh, thing like is, said, it, I got to I got to call out quick for your benefit is donations, right? So, right. I mean, you guys are, you guys can't exactly foot the bill forever. I actually was just donating this morning to Eight Oaks. Uh, once we're off the show here today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can click on donate for sanitizer right at uh, sunandbethlehem.org has the Christmas City uh, link up here. Actually, what is the best, is, do you guys have a quick link to get directly to donating or just driving right to the site? Uh, you know what? I, I haven't even looked at it yet. I had our web designer set that up. So cool. I, you know, with doing deliveries, I haven't had a chance to go through through that. But well, right here's the uh, form yeah, right that, down here. Make a donation. Boom. Yep. So right. Uh, I'll be doing that as soon as I get off the air. I try not to share my credit awesome. card information over the over the web. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, that's what we got to yeah, do, though. Right. I mean, what kind of overhead yeah. are we talking about here? Uh, I mean, we bought a thousand pounds of sugar and. That was uh, 20, 20 bags at $25 a piece yesterday. You know, all the input costs as far as labor, gas, you know, it, it, it all adds up. So, you know, a hundred, hundred gallon batch, we might be looking at, you know, $2,000 just in raw input costs. And then, you know, time and everything else uh, is, is being donated by us uh, to, to make this stuff. And, it just helps support what we're doing when you're either buying Christmas city products or just straight up donating. We'll put every cent to, to the effort. Well, and what's something else I'm going to pause on is the fact is you, you're, you're still a business, right? You have people that you're trying to pay and get this done. And, and I mean, how I, I forgot, I mean, you guys aren't even that necessarily old yet in the spirits no. industry. <laughs> no, we, we started distilling a, about a year ago and you know Christmas was our real first push so we're we're fledgling at this stage but you know it, it hurts financially sure yeah. you know it hurts everybody financially everybody's hurting right now you know people it, it was one of the hardest things I had to do was lay off 30 people wow. two weeks ago you know from the restaurant industry yeah. and uh, we did that so they could claim unemployment yeah, but, I mean, uh, I shout out know, to uh, the, the crew over at People's Kitchen. I know you work a lot with, yeah. you know, Billy and Holly and the whole team over there. And I drove by the other day and grabbed some curbside pickup just to try and support them as yeah. well. 
Um, that that helps like you couldn't believe just to keep your head above water. You know, we're trying to give people as many hours as we can afford uh, at the restaurants. The tavern we closed for the time being because we just don't do a large takeout business. But yeah, um, from the clubhouse perspective, the clubhouse grill in Bethlehem. Oh yeah, the, the golf course. Kitchen. Yeah. Yep. So you guys can yeah, do take can... takeout there. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So we're open 11 to 8 p.m. as long as the, the government will allow us. And, you know, we're, we're able to keep uh, rotating our cooks and our managers to uh, to help that effort. But uh, it's 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 hard on everybody. So, you know, for us to have to foot the bill for this, you know, we're, we're in it with everybody else. It's yeah. not We're not unique. Well, I, I do a lot of crowdfunding online and GoFundMes for people, and I've done I crowdfunded a movie for, for a client over the past couple of years. So the power of bringing people together for a common cause is, is so exponential. Uh, so the fact that you guys immediately jumped on this, you, you converted operations, you've already got it up on your website so people can donate. That's, that's a big, uh, a big cut to the chase. Like be, give people at least a portal to do it. If they want to team up, Right. I'm all about it. I'm going to call on all my listeners out there that if you do not have a, a local distiller, in your area already doing the same thing uh obviously if you do please support them uh but also yep. whether you are or you aren't then you know hey jump on christmas city spirits or eight oaks etc because you guys are trying to help uh, a bigger engine here which is the healthcare industry and that's, right. a, that's a big beast <laughs> so yeah uh one of our next donations will be to meals on wheels of the lehigh valley wow uh, one of our partners is is uh involved with with them i totally and forgot about they, them yeah, I'll be honest. And, you know, there's people delivering food to people who can't otherwise get it themselves. So, you know, they need to be protected too. That's a good point. And I think you're also trying to get, uh, again, within reason and supply, you were trying to get stuff out to the, the police departments and everything else as well. Yeah. Because uh, they're still operating. I mean, we need them to keep keep society a little sane, I would hope. That's so, right. Yep. Uh, yeah. We're, we're big, big fans of first responders. Always have been. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, just being able to get them a 20 ounce bottle makes a difference. So what, what's the next challenges? I mean, obviously it sounds like you guys kind of just like, we're going to jump in, we're going to figure this out, which is the classic definition of entrepreneurship. You know, there's a problem. Yep. Somebody's going to figure it out and then produce a solution. So like uh, now that you guys are ramping this up and figuring it out, like what is some of the next challenges coming up? Uh, just it's time and supply chain. You know, everybody wants sanitizer yesterday, and yeah, I can't tell you how many requests I got on Facebook today asking to, you know, buy it for a hundred dollars a gallon and everything like that. It just shows you where where people are at with that. But hmm. um, we are we're uh, doing all we can to get what we can with the equipment that we have, and uh, we'll we'll roll with the punches. You know, it's it's. Uh, it's hard. I, I wish I had more hours in a day, to be honest with you. That, that, that's always a, a factor. And that was the case before, beforehand. Cause I, I'm a, I'm a financial advisor by day. I know right? my clients, my clients need, uh, need to talk through things and look how their, their financial plans, which just have been upended, uh, by a virus, which came completely out of the blue. It's, it's yeah, crazy. We get hit on that, by the way. I think that's an important thing. Cause like you're, you're one of these unique guest co-hosts where, you could talk the business as well as the fun lifestyle components and everything else. And uh, I've and not to take the spotlight away from this, but actually to align with this is the fact that back to our economy, the, this will be a longer lasting issue once this blows through. 
uh, and you some from the financial sector, I've tried pre explaining this to people. And could you explain that? Like, it's, it's not about fear. It's just about, it's about yeah. tactics and strategy right now. Yeah. I, I, you know, as I said, we're big fans of history. So, you know, we go back and look at every other crisis that we had and the financial crisis was, it was not long ago. So, you know, will this have an impact on the economy? Absolutely. What I really liked seeing in this was the action that the government has been stepping in, at least on a fiscal basis. Uh, the Federal Reserve has been incredibly pl uh, pliable with keeping markets liquid. Mm -hmm. And that, that's a huge thing because if you have a security and you try to go sell it and there's nobody there to buy it, you don't get your money. So the Fed has basically opened windows for a bunch of different securities so that when you liquidate your money market fund, there's a place where that bank can go sell their securities. I mean, that took months during the financial crisis. They did that within about two weeks hmm. uh, of having issues here. So um, that stimulus will certainly help. You know, we're, we're going to take a hit, but I, I really think that, you know, if, if this something of this nature had to happen, we probably picked a, picked a pretty damn good time for it to happen because we've been rolling along pretty nicely in the economy. Employment oh, yeah, was low. GDP was, you know, at, at a very good place. Inflation's low. Uh, we had wage growth and everything else. You look at the numbers right now, that's completely blown up, but we had a little buffer there. Mm -hmm. If we were, you know, skating on thin ice with the economy and employment wasn't great and, GDP was low and inflation was setting in and this happened. I think we'd be in a lot worse position coming out of this than we will be uh, going forward because it, it, we have been very, very strong economically for the last year. And that, that's a good thing. I can definitely know? agree with uh, that. I personally can attest that coming into this, I wasn't as worried. Uh, I've had 2019 was one of my best years ever. Uh, 2020 coming into it, like I I know what I'm looking at probably for the next 60, 90 days, and I'm okay. You know, I'm not everybody yeah. can, not everybody can say that, unfortunately, right. and that's why some of this uh, is an opportunity to remind people that it's great to see businesses coming together, and obviously uh, businesses like yours being innovative and trying to help with the process. Uh, but I remind people all the time, like guys, I think the last number I read was is it still like 49 percent of our economy is based on small businesses succeeding. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So you can, yeah, I mean, you can I, I, just just think think about the the technological advances that we had going into this too. I mean, can you imagine if we didn't have Amazon right now? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, pre two thousand one, this would have been devastating. Go stay in your home, and you can't buy products. Mm -hmm. You know, we have access to almost anything. Like I said, I, I just bought five gallons of glycol from from Amazon. Uh, it's crazy to think that um, you know. It, that w where we would have been 20 years ago had this happened is so much different. You know, us talking like this didn't necessarily exist. No. Uh, people can still function. I've been working at home talking to clients for the last week. You know, there's still things happening in the economy. So while, you know, to get back to the point, I think that this certainly will have a, a short-term devastating effect on, on what's going on we're doing everything we can as Americans and, you know, the government's doing what they can to, to make this situation as tolerable as possible. I think people just need to be smart right now, to be honest, do what the government's telling you. I heard uh, from somebody this morning, their friends had a party last night. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. 
that's just crazy. Stay home, you know? That's like the whole you're, spring you're, bake thing. I was like, oof, right. that set me off. Right. Like, I, I'm not a fear monger, but it's like, all right, there's blatant things where it's like, okay, we're, we're asking you to stay home, and then you go and throw a party, or you go and do a spring right. break party. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, that's, you're, you're stepping way over the line. Right. Yeah, we're asking well, for a few weeks, weeks We, we were joking. It's like, well, this is sort of like the flu, and, you know, just don't lick handrails or doorknobs or anything like that, and you'll be all right. We've now learned that this is much more serious. Oh, yeah. And we, we need to do certain things like social distancing and everything else just to get this thing to stop spreading. And once we see that ebb, which, you know, if we look at China as a guide for timeline, we're still several weeks off of, of this subsiding. So, you know, will this go away? Yes. We just need to help that process along as best we can. And whether that's, you know, making sanitizer, sewing masks, or simply just staying at home and not going out and exposing yourself or others uh, to possible infection is, is what you have to do. Yeah. And actually a great entrepreneurial guy, big influencer out West. Uh, his name is Cole Hatter. I go to his make money matter event every year. And obviously we don't might not be having that this year. Uh, but when he, he hopped online he's been off, he's been off the, uh, the social feeds for a while and he vented. It was, it was powerful. I loved it because there's other, there's things like, again, we're being inspired by businesses like you and eight Oaks and everybody else coming together. I'm inspired to see, um, the healthcare people coming together at risk for their own lives and their own family's health and safety. I have lots of friends that are doctors, nurses, ER, you name it, administration. And it's, it's powerful to see people coming together, but yet there's still hate and there's still a lot of negativity being allowed to happen out there. People are hating on other people's uh, ethnicities and everything else. I'm like, guys, like, this is not the time for that. It, first of all, it should no, be allowed anyway. Everybody should be coming together. Right. This I is mean, what mankind America, should be doing. America has, I think with, with success, America has become more divided. Mm. Uh, and, you know, for one reason or another. And this is a, this is a good reminder that, hey, we're all American. We're, we're in this together. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell people all the time. I don't care if you're gay or trans or black or white. It, it just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's, I don't care about your political party. Actually, that's something, something else that Cole had said. He's like, dude, he's like, whether you're Democrat, Libertarian, Republican, whatever, he's like, right now there's one man and a whole government running us. He's like, if you don't support them through this until the next election, then you're basically telling, let's say he's the pilot of your, of your plane that you're on. You're just saying, hey, go ahead and crash that plane. It's like, dude, you're killing yourself. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting your, your yeah. loved ones. We need to band together and get through this. That's, I mean, because if you study history, that's what inspires me is when I've seen our country and our people come together through massive loss like 9-11 and even prior to that. I mean, if, right. if you're divided, you're not as strong. If you come together, you're 50 times as strong, you know, whatever the number is. Yeah, it's true. I mean, neg negativity will not win this. No. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you can so, be as negative as you want. I, we, we were talking about it before, but you know, I, I've I've got to watch the financial news during the day. But uh, I hate it, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. It's it's awful. Some of the guests they're bringing on, you know, just for the sake of of stirring the pot and everything else. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Let let the officials tell us how bad it's going to be. You know, some of these people aren't medical experts that are coming on, oh, and they're nuts. just spewing stuff that is meant to get a reaction and then you know i get a phone call from a client and i know exactly what they're referencing because i just heard the same guy on tv talking about something that is full-blown speculation on their part and it's it's sad that the media has gotten to this point 
where it's it's not reporting anymore. It's a show. And that's that's the, that is very big frustration because that's why I literally refer to the news networks as the negative news networks, and that's why I I said before we started the show I I don't follow them. I I specifically do the research and find the educational feeds educational that I need, you know, financially or otherwise, and stay away from everything else because you are right. It has become they care more about uh, downloads, watches. And, uh, right. and, and how much press I can get out of this versus competition actions. for attention. There you go. Boom. Yep. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, a long time ago, cause I know people who used to study this at Penn State, everything else that was their major. I'm like, you know, this used to be a respected profession. And I used to look to the news as influ as positive influencers, but it's right. not, it's not good news anymore. This, they need, they need to have the drama. The, the days of Walter Cronkite are gone. Unfortunately. Oh yeah. And, a true know, influencer, uh, right? You know, it's it's a matter of uh, trying to pick apart what they're saying and, and finding the value in it. And it's, it's harder and harder to do that. You know, we we've gotten to a point where uh, I just, you know, I, I I prefer to watch something like sixty nine news. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's it's just normal people that aren't doing anything but reporting the news. I love our local team over there. I mean, yeah. I've actually been yeah. in the station many times shout years to, ago. Shout out to Will Lewis. There you go. There you go. Hasiel, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yep. shout out to him as well. And so. uh, Eve. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they have a so. great team. Uh, sometimes, again, you know, it's kind of funny, right? It's like going back to that theme of support local, right? We're supporting local businesses right now, uh, supporting local news. Uh, they're not as negatively influenced as the big networks, I guess. And they're right. holding on to, I, I would like to say, their humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, even some of the newspapers, uh, the, the quote local newspapers that we have here are, are no longer local and you can tell, hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's incredible, but well, so no, are, I mean, as, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was going to ask you, like, what are some ways that you said you're, you're frustrated by the financial news. So like, what is some ways that you're I guess helping you, your family, your employees kind of filter that out and stay on the positive track. Cause I, that's a big piece. Right. That's a big mission of this show is I want to bring knowledge. I want to bring truth. And I obviously want, we want to, you know, you and I are trying to help fuel people's health, business lifestyle. But I was like, part of that also is mindset, right? Positive change, not focusing on the negative. So what are some ways you've, you've been trying to filter all that out? Yeah. It's a psychology game. You know, you feel like a therapist sometimes, sometimes people just need to talk. You know, you might be the only person they talk to during the day. So, you know, calling somebody and just saying, hey, how are you doing through all this? And, you know, if somebody's really freaking out, trying to talk them down a little bit and put it into real terms, you know, what they're seeing on TV might not even be a reality. You know, in the first couple of weeks, I had people calling that were very conservative, freaking out, saying, what are we going to do? And, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to lose all my money. And, you know, if they were mostly in bonds. I got to tell them, Hey, your portfolio's up 2% from where we started. You know, it, it's all about taking the, the correct amount of risk and reminding them why we have a plan and not making short-term decisions on a long-term plan. That's a very good way to get yourself in trouble. You know, I, I try to equate it to other things that other people are doing. I like to, you know, look at, at Warren Buffett quite a bit because, uh, you know, he's, you know, one of his more uh, famous quotes is, you know, when, when you don't think it could possibly get any worse, that's when you go all in. Hmm. 
And, you know, he did that during the financial crisis. He's done that his whole life. So it's, you know, I think that gives somebody something real to grasp onto rather than saying and dwelling on what's happening at this very current moment, you know. Some very good points because I could, I could, I'm the first one to admit it. I've said it years ago on this show. Like I grew up with very little money knowledge, you know, understanding what what money actually means. Like for example, like the physical dollar in your hand is actually not even real. I mean, that's a whole different podcast, right? I'm sure right. you could talk to that. But it's understanding. There's a good that. SYSK episode on that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But people yeah. don't. People need to remind, like guys, like there's a much bigger, you know process here and that's why you know professionals like you exist i mean a lot you know you go far enough back i used to have my series six and 63 with the adp company oh, wow. so i okay. did wrap my head a little bit more around the financial world there didn't yeah, like yeah. it i'm like nah, i'm gonna outsource to professionals like you i have an accounting firm and i i have people like you because i'm like no i i don't have the patience for it <laughs> um, <laughs> but but learning that like, I've, 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 always, I've always loved the science of money that's what i studied in school and you know it's, it's fascinating to me uh what what it does how it compounds and everything else and just you know from the simplest case of you know realigning somebody's debt and how to pay off credit cards and things like that and working with their budget to you know significantly detailed estate plans that involve very complicated mechanisms you know it's uh it's all very interesting to me yeah i've definitely gotten more geeked out about it since i met my wife because She and I were on the opposite sides of the spectrum. I had some debt. She, she's been brought up to never have debt. <laughs> so yep. when we came together, I was like, "Whoa, okay, I got, I got, <laughs> we got to figure that one out." <laughs> yeah. But she's been an, her and her family has been an amazing influence on me, leveling up my my game. And that brings me back to something I share on the show all the time. Is um, it was a famous quote, Jim Rohn. You know, you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. You got to think right. about that when it comes to the news that you're surrounding yourself with, the social media feeds you surround yourself with, the professional advisors that you build into your inner circle, right? From an accounting standpoint, financial planning standpoint, even, you know, business planning. And that's where like the past week I've been blown up just by people saying, Hey man, like I said on George's show this morning that you also were just on. And he was like, Hey, I was like, uh, people say, Hey Scott, you, you do this online thing. Can you help me out? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I do this. I do this online thing. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll set up a talk. We'll, we'll talk about this online thing. That's that's like that's like the broadest statement ever. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it because now people are being forced. Like, okay, I'm stuck at home, and this is something I shared right. on George's show. It's like you and I. That's what we're doing today. We are embracing technology. We're take we're tapping into platforms that help us grow and succeed and get out to other people, get positive messaging out there. But this also forces people to get outside their comfort zone and, and start embracing change. Cause that's how success is built. If you, if you hide yeah. in the corner, you're never going to get out of the corner. Yeah. We, we've had a lot of older clients that, you know, they still want paper statements. They still want to do everything manually. And it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's frustrating from a business perspective because everything's so much faster and more efficient now electronically. And people have just said, I'm not doing that. Well, you know, this event is going to make a lot of people get higher on the learning curve with that. So, you know, it's productivity. And I think we're going to learn to be productive one way or another, whether we're sitting at home or we're, we're in an office, you know, that quite frankly, I think going forward, 
companies are going to start looking at their office buildings and saying, why the hell am I paying for this, you know, this place when I can have somebody sit at their own house and not have to, you know, pay a few thousand dollars a year to have them sit there. You know, it's just not, not completely necessary. You know, you might have a half of the space that you, you did before, but I think that's going to become very prevalent uh, going forward from this. Oh, I, I've, I've shared that to a lot of people as well. Uh, the, the virtual employment thing is not an easy path to take because I can, I can attest this years ago when I started playing around with it, I was very inefficient. Um, it was very easy to get distracted, but through, you know, best practices and sharing and training, people could become even more effective while remote. And a lot of companies have right. stayed away from that to your point, but this is a great opportunity to look at different ways of doing business, but also even for fun, like th this zoom platform, by the way, I totally bought more stock in zoom because they're blowing up. Yeah, right I, I would, their, their volumes <laughs> up like 400%. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but, but the crazy thing is like, okay, so the other night we were joking around, well, not joking around, but you know, good friends of mine, in the CrossFit space, how they had to close their facilities. So, but their members, you know, either I've already paid for the month or they, like my wife pay for the whole year. Um, so the owner's like, okay, they're, they're going to YouTube. They're putting out daily workouts. They're putting out new game plans virtually. Uh, the other night for F13 performance out here in Allentown, I hosted over this system live over Facebook, a, uh, a little, uh, you know, happy hour. So we have yeah. like 20 people hanging out, you know, cheersing, whether they had alcohol or not, you don't have to, um, but obviously right. companies like you can provide it. And That's right. it's like, Hey, this is, this is what you need to do to bring mankind together. Don't get all negative, Nancy, surround yourself with happiness and good people and use technology like this to help you do it. Yeah. It's, it's a change. And I'll be honest this week I have, and I, I'll, I might start working from home more often, actually, you know, just experiencing this, you know, obviously my daughter's not in school. She's seven. She's not in her gymnastics classes. So, you know, I'm playing teacher and gym coach and, and everything else, but I don't have to travel between places to do that. Mm -hmm. I can talk to a client and have my phone sitting next to me while we're working on our, uh, our, on our handstands, you know? And that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, I really like that. You know, I can have more freedom by actually just being at home and not, not running around all over the place. I think where the, the pitfall is there is the distractions, you know, being able to compartmentalize a little bit uh, as far as your, your daily duties. But it certainly allows me to do a lot more things at, at once or at least you know, turn a corner and do something else for a little while while I'm, while I'm at home. Yeah. I will say over years of doing this now, cause I have my own home studio here. I've got three monitors in front of me. I've, I've built a bit of a command center in the uh, upgrades in the past year, but I will tell you, I will say that it is very easy to become and justify the multitasker, uh, because you have so much, you can allow your life, your lot, you know, the different divisions of your life to overlap. But it does right. sometimes help, depending on your situation, to schedule your day. Say, listen, I can multitask here, but here I really got to be all in for that hour on this one component. Right. Uh, it can get a little messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been trying over the past few years to to learn to not not cross worlds uh, quite as much, which is often hard. But Have you got a lot of worlds now? <laughs> I got a lot of worlds. <laughs> yeah dad husband restaurant owner yeah it's it's uh it's a lot but um you know now, we're, we're as i say when work. you and i did that go ruck 
you were just doing the finance thing and just getting into the restaurant thing, right? Right. We yeah. were just starting Christmas City Spirits as the distillery, and that, like the government was not overly kind to us in the licensing process for I that. And we ended up uh, opening a restaurant before we got the, the actual distillery. The distillery took five years. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God we wanted it and we have a good group of workers, but that took a long time. Well, that's a great uh, and, thing to bring up, right? Like you could have given up back then by being cracked on the wrist a couple of times because they, they didn't like the building you wanted to open in and they, they wanted all these egresses in because you, you were, yeah. you were going to do it in that historic building that your restaurant's in. Right. But it's like, guys, it's a historic building. We're not going to go hacking doors into a historic right. landmark. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's it, that, that I, I remember where I was standing when we got the news from the federal agent that we could not do it there. Mm. And that was borderline devastating mentally. And then we went home and started thinking about it and said, you know, okay, if we really truly want to do this, how, do, how do we move forward? And then we started looking for real estate and it took us eight months to find anything that we, we liked and that ended up working out very nicely where it was. And then we had to go through the licensing process again and permitting and everything else. But then we needed to meet with the, the township and have variances and create ordinances for micro distilleries and things like that. So it, it was, it was a, it was a hell of a life lesson on how things work. You know, <laughs> the one thing from all this, I know how to do more things that I never thought I could possibly, or even want to know, um, just from having to research stuff from the beginning, you know, th this week is a perfect example. I never thought I would be making hand sanitizer, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or understand the science of why things are in hand sanitizer. Well, let's pause though. So, if to, yeah. on that timeline, and this is, this is where I get inspired and I get the chills. Cause I'm like, dude, when you got smacked <laughs> around five years ago, you guys could have backed out and given up them. Right. But you pushed forward. You, you got your business up and running. You went off site then you just literally started getting spirits into the market. When did you start bottle sales? Uh, end of November. Yeah. So yeah. you're not even a year old into selling your actual spirits yeah. and you've already had to shut down so you can give back to mankind. But if you had not fought that past five years, you wouldn't be able to give back right now. That's pretty profound. Yeah. It's, it's perseverance, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people probably would just say, Hey, we can't do it. Let's, let's go home and, do whatever. Uh, that's, I don't, I don't sit still well and I, I don't like being told no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have that common. <laughs> yeah. There, there's always a way around it. And, uh, you know, we, we've navigated legal systems and everything else to, uh, do what we need to do. Um, you know, the Pennsylvania liquor control board, uh, they're, they're tough to work with too, <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, we figured out a lot of stuff with them and, and we're, we're learning the processes there, but no, I mean, if you want something, you, you got to go get it. And most of the time you're going to get kicked in the teeth a few times. It's just the way life is. I think that's, you know, what we're experiencing right now, even in the financial markets and the economy and everything else. Okay. Do we just quit and say, you know, we're all screwed. I, I don't think that's going to happen. No. You know, some, some people are freaking out out there, but you know, we've seen some really bad stuff happen in this in this country. You know, you can go back, just look at a timeline of history on on crises and, and everything else. You know, oil embargoes, terrorist attacks, Spanish flu, uh, world wars. You know, 
all those things, if you were in the middle of and were experiencing, and you'd probably say to yourself, God, this is awful. How are we ever going to get out of it? Well, guess what? We will. Yeah. You know, what's your alternative? Yeah, there was that's a- why I think it's so, so, so important to stay positive because, again, the, the, the negativity will not get you out of that hole. You, positivity will create momentum, it'll create change people it's it's a virus in and of itself you know i i completely so, agree with that uh, i mean uh, the famous author john c maxwell uh put up a video i think today or yesterday and because he's he's 73 years old he's sold so many books i lost track he's been he's been speakers at some of my conferences i've gone to and he reminded everybody about like listen man he's like i'm 73 he's like i've gone through yeah. assassinated presidents i've gone through uh the 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 vietnam era he's like you got Iraq, you got Afghanistan. He's like, you got 9-11. I mean, he's like, if you study history, we've been through a lot of bad stuff and we get yep. through it. And the only way you're going to get through it, to your point, is, okay, you got to flip that switch to a positive mindset. It's going to take some work. It's not easy for everybody. But that's why we're doing this right here, right now, man, is that people yep. need to learn and be reminded that we can persevere. But it's going to take yep. people working together. Stop the hate. Get some positive mindset going. Start working together. Yeah. Follow the guidelines. <laughs> yeah. Follow the guidelines. Be smart. <laughs> and if it's not the coronavirus, it's the allergies that are going to get me because I'm tearing up here just uh, yeah. <laughs> from well, the pollen. Yeah, spring the is sprung. Spring is coming in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I don't want to take any more time out of your day because you've been rocking the mic for a little while now. And, and I, you and I talked a while ago about doing a podcast and then – yeah, well, I, I was like, sometimes it, ta- it takes something like this, you know, and, yeah. and I'm glad we were. And I and I, I'm going to extend yeah. a, a follow up invite. We I want to I want to give you time back. So you could keep weathering this storm because you're doing such amazing things. But we'll have to follow up once this blows through and, and yeah. maybe have a debrief on all the amazing changes that come after it. So. Uh, but yeah, we'll have a beverage together. Oh yeah. Don't worry about that. I mean, for now, if you need to, in the meantime, I'll host a virtual beverage and I, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Well, and, uh, yeah, I, I hope uh, hope we're we're out of this sooner than later, and everybody be smart and stay strong. And yeah, and I want to remind people again. I'm gonna screen share again because this is streaming on Facebook. It'll be up on YouTube once we air it in the podcast world. But again, and I'll have this link. I'll update the post so the link is in the post. But again, their site is sunandbethlehem.org, uh, and then obviously the Christmas City section. And they have a donate for sanitizer. It takes you right to the bottom of their sales page, and that's where you can get that process started. I'll be doing that after this show is done today. And uh, again, a reminder, if you don't have this happening in your local area or local state, you know, work with companies like like Christmas City Spirits or Eight Oaks Distillery or whoever else is being added to that list. You guys are trying to make an amazing difference. And I love it. Yeah, and if, if you're in a business that can help, meaning, oh, you yes, your fr- friend with the aloe, um, if the, you're in a if you're, you're a business that has access to glycerin or glycol, you know, that will help start calling you know it's hard for us to find you <laughs> if you have bottles you know that that will help greatly because you know just trying to scrounge anything up we can to put hand sanitizer in so you know please please reach out uh there's there's a huge demand out there and we're trying to you know from our end especially avoid those that are trying to hoard things and you know, get it to organizations um, that rather than just putting hand sanitizer up for sale. I don't think I don't think we're necessarily going to be doing that, period, just because it's, there's too much that's going to occur with that as far as people trying to 
break the doors down yeah. uh, at the distillery to come get it. So we'll, we'll probably be distributing it through organizational channels uh, like Meals on Wheels, like St. Luke's, and they let them distribute it to the, the people that, that really need it. I think you got enough demand right there. I think you guys were smart trying to support the yeah. organizations because they have a bigger impact uh, to the communities around. So that was a very yeah. I'd rather I'd rather have the hand sanitizer being used than sitting in somebody's uh, medicine cabinet for for a later date. Yeah, yeah. We don't. There's already been enough uh, negative news about the preppers out there uh, hoarding, so we, we don't need that anymore. Uh, well, listen, listen, <laughs> Brett. I always ask my guest co-hosts to help close out the day, and you know, kind of some final words or small encompassing message. But since you've got all these lessons learned from the financial world, now the spirits world, the restaurant world. Is there anything kind of all encompassing, like even like a legacy message, man, that you're leaving behind with all of this that you've learned, like you want to leave behind for people? Something positive to close the show out. So, yeah, it, you know, I just see activity and, you know, being uh, fortunate enough to be an American and being able to start a business and work every day. If you're, if you're not happy with what you're doing in life, only you have the ability to change that. And I think, you know, from a standpoint that this might be the opportunity, you know, if, if you were working somewhere and got laid off, might be, might be a time to, to start looking elsewhere. You know, you need to be the, the, the factor of that change though. You know, is it about getting educated in a different, different industry or, or, or whatnot? Um, you just need to apply yourself, you know, the will to work will probably outpace almost anything, including even in some cases, education, you know, you can easily outwork a lot of people. It just takes determination to do that. So, you know, get out there, do something positive and uh, we're, we're going to get through this. So strong words, sir. Thank you. Listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Biggs, Christmas City Spirits. Check them out. Support them. Uh, Fuel Nation out there behind this show, please consider uh, going to that site. I'm going to update the links and get this up. I'm actually going to move out my next scheduled shows and get this up ahead of the schedule. So uh, we got to get this out there so people can see all the positive change happening. So again, check them out. Remember to support them. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Brett and his team, with all the business they got going on, are definitely doing that today. And hopefully for weeks to come. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. And remember, you too can live the fuel and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Live the Fuel.